Hey, Marcus. Uh, hey, Tim. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Happy, uh, happy stomping ground Sunday. Yeah, I'm ready to stomp the yard. Stomp the yard, stomp the ground, stomp, uh, stomp the action figure series. I miss Backlash, dog. Yeah, this, would this be Backlash? This would be Backlash, man. Well, oops. Mistakes were made. Huh, to be determined. Yeah. So, I guess, do we want to pretend we know what happens? Is it time for the pre-cap, post-cap? The pre-cap? The pre-cap, good, yeah. The pre-cap, where we, we, tell you, where we tell you everything that happened before we see it. Prognostication Jones over here. But we're going to act like we actually watched it already. But this is definitely, to, to put you in the time capsule, the pre-show starts... One minute ago, so it's six oh one p.m. and we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen anything. So, uh, for the, everything for the next like minute and a half is freestyling. Could either be absolutely correct or absolutely incorrect. So, here we go. Uh, sweet running by Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, man. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Like AJ wasn't booked. Yeah, I and didn't then think about uh, that. Then Gallows and Anderson was there, and whoa, who saw that? Who saw that special guest referee? Am uh, I right? Uh, totally did not call that special guest referee. It was way out of left field. I was not ready for that. But I mean, uh, we're not used to seeing that person do that type of thing. No, that's definitely not their role. That's out of character. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. But good call anyways. Um, another, that burner um, opener? Yeah, the, the opener was hot fire. Sick. Yeah. Um, another failed cash in though. Yeah. Like how many times are you going to keep failing to cash in money in the bank? Mm. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I mean, not like he like cashed it in and failed. Just like he wasn't able to cash cash it in. Yeah. So. And what about those those two title changes? Um. Two big title changes. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, it was cool to see the uh, you know, the ta- the tag team titles change hands already. Uh, yeah, like and the women's title. And the women's title. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know which one, but one of the women's t- <laughs> Yeah, know. the women's title. <laughs> Definitely change hands. Uh, does this mean we get Alexa Bliss on SmackDown now? Probably. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah, some good character progression with Bailey. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yep. And, uh, of course, the big dog and Drew McIntyre tore the house down. Yeah, but uh, let's, let's not forget. That whole segment was fire. New WWE Universal Champion. Yeah. Baron Corp. How about it? It's about, about time. It. it really is about time. Yeah. So there um, are two titles actually went to three. Yeah. Three titles. Baron Corbin, the tag titles. Yeah. Actually, every title changed hands. All the titles changed hands tonight. It's not very often you see that happen. About that. No. Um, yeah. A good reshuffling for the summer. You know, reset for SummerSlam. Yeah. All right. We done playing around. I guess so. Okay. Well, we're starting off hot. Uh, of course, it is uh, Tim and Marcus joining you one more time. Uh, thank you for joining us. However, you join us, either the Mothership SoundCloud or TuneIn or Stitcher or iTunes or Google Play or it doesn't matter. Or if no. you're one of those OGs who likes to use the RSS feeds, we got you too. Oh yeah, we got that person covered. Yeah, we got you covered, Joe. You're welcome. And uh, well, speaking of your welcomes, I gotta say thank you to. Uh, at odds wrestling yep um huge shout out and uh definitely saw an increase in our social media interactions thanks to those guys so thanks for putting us over brother brothers yep uh, definitely appreciate the honors yeah that's that's uh that's good business from some good brothers uh but if you don't know if this is your first time listening uh we take your favorite things from wrestling whether it be an event or a champion or a championship or, or anything dealing with the world of professional wrestling, and we put it in either uh, one of two places. We either put it in the good place or the bad place. 
and we give it uh, we give everything red points and green points to kind of sure. weigh out the scales, if you will. And uh, judging by the sound, we're starting really hot with a, a really Ooh. fun intercontinental champion yeah. in D. Low Brown. You better recognize. Yeah, so before we get started, Marcus, do you have any memories or, or fond personal memories of uh, D'Lo Brown as a fan? Oh, man. Uh, just like besides having The Rock, there was kind of a drop-off for like black wrestlers and athletes in WWE. Yeah, that's true. Um, so D'Lo Brown was like, for me, the next guy after The Rock. Um, of course, everybody imitates the rock and everything like that. But the next guy was D'Lo Brown, like the head shake. And you better recognize and the swagger walk and which has seen a, re- a uh, resurgence on Twitter, yep. which is great. Um, and also the frog splash. The uh, I mean, not just his amazing frog splash, but the chest protector gimmick to go with the frog splash was so cool. Like I know Jim Ross has recently said it was a dumb idea, but memorable for me. Um, I still think about that in ways that I could boost or steal from that. And uh yeah, definitely memorable stuff from D'Lo Brown. Yeah, for me, unfortunately, the one thing that I will always remember is how horrible that D'Lo Brown action figure was. Oh, with the Vader body? The Vader head, Vader yeah. body. It was very, very poor. It didn't do him justice at all. It was not fair. It was not fair, but also just like not preferred no. just a big not preferred it wasn't it couldn't even feel the only reason it kind of felt like D'Lo is because he had perfect frog splash body yes he did but that's it like yeah. so uh, yeah tough time like they were just cranking out action figures left and right as fast as possible and we and we were tricking our parents into buying sure were yep suckers yeah thanks mom as long as i never asked for that dr death i think i was good because they saw the dr death on the shelves and they were like yeah Ooh, dr you death you don't need that yeah, so D'Lo Brown, to me at least, um, I felt like D'Lo Brown was Intercontinental Champion for forever. Really? Yeah. Because this is where we differ on this. So yeah, you see, felt like he was he had a long reign? I felt like he was always... I didn't feel like he had a long reign. I just felt like when we were first picking our topics, I felt like D'Lo had... Like, I thought D'Lo had three intercontinental title reigns wow no you're sadly mistaken oh i'm definitely mistaken (laughs) yes i'm very mistaken he actually has one reign that barely ranks up to 30 days right barely three weeks or whatever yeah uh, but it was a burner yeah so uh to, to remind everybody what scale we're putting these intercontinental champions on it's the three simple rules for dating our intercontinental title it's how were you as a challenger coming in? How were you as the champion? And how did you leave the Intercontinental Championship? Three very important things. Three very Don't important mess it up. things. Can't just follow the rules and everything is going to be hunky-dory. You know what I mean? Just uh, follow the rules. So for you, D'Lo coming in as an incumbent challenger. Uh, I got to give... D'Lo Brown here, the greenest of all green check marks. Yeah. Holy smokes. D'Lo Brown in the summer of 1999. Does it get any hotter without being a main eventer? Very true. This guy, near untouchable, I felt, as far as like mid-card talent went in the WWE. Yep. Uh, everybody loved him. Yep. Huge pop. Yep. D'Lo Brown was a man, and he had really, really good matches um, at a time where good matches really didn't happen. Uh, in 99, like, yeah. that wasn't their their stronghold. Like, I'll be the first one to admit, D'Lo Brown is a solid second-team all-attitude-era talent. I like that. I like that a lot. Like, he is just... He's not one of the big mainstays, but when you need that second squad to come in and fill a yeah. couple of segments on Raw or SmackDown or whatever... It's D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown, man. So... And you also have to remember, coming into this Intercontinental title reign, he's already the European champion. Because at the time, Midian was European champion, and he beats Midian. Not naked yet. Not naked, naked. just European champion. Clothed Midian. Yes. Really, like, super indie Midian is... Just he has cotton instead of trash bags, but he's there. Midian definitely looks like the guy who's like 
standing behind the curtain all night, like just waiting to be like, oh, they shouldn't have done that there. Yeah. That's oh, bad placement. Vet, vet time. Hey, hey, I, 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 I did a quarter of what y'all did and now you hear the pop that I got. Right. That's, like, that's that, what Midian looks like. He, he sure does. So, uh, so D'Lo wins the European title, then shortly thereafter wins the Intercontinental title from Jeff Jarrett. And man, they kind of they fast track this title pursuit, like they do. The, the title hunt, um, so quickly. It's basically like a week or two. Like, there's not much to it. Um, I believe uh, in one of the most, the very most. This is an all attitude era first team moment selection, in my opinion. Okay, this summarizes the attitude era. It is a segment on the Monday Night Raw. It is Jeff Jarrett and Deborah, and they are interviewing Ben Stiller, who has a movie coming out. I believe it's Mystery Men at the time. And they're interviewing Ben Stiller, who is a hot Hollywood actor. Yes. But he's not height of his powers yet, like Correct. meet the parents or anything like that. That's right. But he's on he's on the come up. Oh, yeah, he's definitely on the and come Ben up. Stiller gets in the ring, and they're doing the whole celebrity interview gimmick. And Jeff Jarrett's asking him, like, why wasn't there a spot for me on Mystery Men? And, of course, Ben Stiller's like, there was no one as strong as you or anything like that. And then eventually, Jeff Jarrett is trying to wrap up the interview, and we get this. Ben, I know the answer, but I want you to tell everybody in here, who is your favorite WWF superstar? Jeff, that's easy. There, there are two of them. The Puppies! <laughs> and immediately from there... We, it literally tells you everything you need to know about the Attitude Era. Am I right? Right. It's Jeff Jarrett in the interview segment. Like Wearing a over. Don't Piss Me Off shirt yeah. with celebrity interaction of a celebrity who's not quite height of his powers, but he's on the come up. Yeah. And aggressive boob talk. <laughs> like, that is the Attitude Era. You didn't ask, like, what's your favorite thing about the WWF? No, he said, who is your favorite superstar? And it is Deborah's tits. And he turned breasts into people. Yeah, sure did. That's the Attitude Era. The personification of of wrestling. And so... With Pop of the Night. From there, uh, Jeff Jarrett decides to put uh, Ben Stiller in the uh, figure four leg lock. He pissed him off. And come out, House of Fire, D'Lo Brown. Coming to the rescue. Making the save. Uh, sky high, low down, and we're off to the races for this Intercontinental title. Here we go. This is it. Yeah. So I believe it's that next week. Yes. The next week of Raw that airs, they might have taped it the next night. Yes. I believe. I don't know. I don't think Raw is live every week at this point. They might have still been doing tapings. Um, But it's Jeff Jarrett and D'Lo Brown for the Intercontinental title on Monday Night Raw. And D'Lo Brown picks up the big victory. Yes. And becomes the first ever Eurocontinental champion. Now, what is also important to me is how he became champion. Because the finish of the match is that Jeff Jarrett is down. D'Lo Brown, uh, there's titles in the ring. Deborah comes up. Deborah De- brings the titles into the yes. ring. Drops them. Drops them at her feet and then unbuttons her, her, her business, business jacket. And shows Ben Stiller's favorite WWE superstar. Now, to this point, I believe every superstar has fallen for the puppies. And Jeff Jarrett has gotten the upper hand or escaped with the title somehow. But not on this night. See, D'Lo takes a second. He licks his lips, admires the goodness. Sure does. And then puts his eyes right back on the prize. He grabs the European title. Cole cocks Jarrett right between the eyes. One, two, three. And we got a New York Cottonwood champion just like that. that. Just like that. And so Deborah, for right or for wrong, is the reason yeah. uh, Jeff Jarrett loses the Intercontinental title. Yep. Which leads to their split going into SummerSlam. That's correct. There is tension between Deborah and Jeff Jarrett. And uh, this is really D'Lo Brown. This is this is D'Lo Brown's only program as an Intercontinental champion because it's, it's such a, a short run. But D'Lo's doing two things here. He's feuding with Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett has like tension with Deborah, yada right. yada yada. Um, but D'Lo Brown is also trying to help out his pal, the world's strongest man, sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. Yeah. So Mark Henry. The side story is so if everyone remembers D'Lo Brown's origin story, 
D'Lo Brown, a little old and hefty size. Yeah, close to 400 pounds. Big dude, and he slims himself down, so he knows a thing or two about being big. And so there's episode, like there's p- points on Raw where like uh, D'Lo and Mark Henry are running through the woods. Mm-hmm. Run into the park. D- Mark Henry's got to go pee, so he goes off into the woods. D'Lo and then tells Jeff- him to jog while he jog pees. while peeing, and then Jeff Jarrett drives up with Deborah, gets out of the car, and jumps D'Lo <laughs> on the side of the road in the park. It's in the fantastic, park. fantastic and, attitude era wrestling. And there's also a part where um, D'Lo is backstage with Mark Henry, teaching him like how to eat. And so D'Lo's, or Mark Henry's got this like plate of veggies Mm -hmm. and, and Mark Henry is like, ah, come on, man. I don't want to eat these vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, Hey, can I brother get some sauce? Sauce? Some butter or something. Butter? That's that JR's barbecue sauce to work on that stuff. Makes everything taste better. (laughs) And so (laughs) that's actually from an episode of Raw. Can I get some sauce or something? Can I get some sauce or something, man? And there's like a there's like a a, a, a singular flower in a vase on the table. And, and D Lo goes, Well, there's no fat in that. You can eat that too. And and of course, like D Lo trying to be heart conscious, trying to save yeah. his best friend. Trying to save his best friend That's right. while also holding down their cotton oil and European championship. That's right. And so how would you say D Lo's intercontinental title reign is so how is he as champion because it's not too many days removed from him trying to save mark henry's life with diet and exercise that we get to SummerSlam. so at SummerSlam, uh, i think this needs to be included jeff jarrett comes out sends deborah to the back correct d'lo brown picks up deborah and says no you're coming with me come to the ring with me right so as champion, he is saving his best friend and saving the mistreated female. Look at him. And I don't know what and people more you say want. superheroes don't exist. And I don't know what more you want from your intercontinental champion. Huge green check marks for D'Lo Brown here for me. Right. Ding and ding. Ding ding. That's two. And in D'Lo, like even though like the Europe intercontinental title wasn't defended, him being double champion at this time is a big deal. I mean, the last time there was a double singles champion, Sean Michaels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. European and Yeah, European and WWF. So, like, D'Lo is the first person not only to hold two titles, but is also, like, the first in a lineage of Eurocontinental champions. Mm -hmm. Like, this Eurocontinental title thing goes, is kind of a through line through the remainder of 1999. Yeah. Because Jeff Jarrett, spoiler alert, becomes Eurocontinental champion. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Angle right. also becomes Eurocontinental champion. Mm-hmm. So D'Lo is a trendsetter, a a man beyond uh, reproach. Front of the pack. Uh, front of the pack. He leads from the front. And recognize. And so where does that leave... The Intercontinental title. So, of course, we have uh, the match at SummerSlam, and D'Lo loses the Intercontinental title. Hot opener. Hot opener. Um, Loses it to Jeff Jarrett, who picks up his sixth and final Intercontinental title reign. Um, You don't often think of Jeff Jarrett. I don't. As that many times. I think like three or four, but I think six. six. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. And so the way that D'Lo loses the title mm-hmm. is a bit disheartening. It is. I mean, his best friend, Mark Henry, the man he's trying to help. This man whose life he is literally trying to save. Trying to save his life, huh? Turns his back, and I believe he blasts D'Lo with the guitar. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's a wrap. I mean, Mark Henry could, or D'Lo Brown could have just... Uh, saved himself all the trouble if he'd have just hooked Mark Henry. Man, up. can a brother get some sauce? Man, can a brother get some sauce? Get some salt. Yeah, sauce. some butter or something. Something butter. Yeah, I mean so if he if he'd have done that, that I mean it have been it would have been just perfect. Maybe it would have been Jeff Jarrett. Who laying, knows? Laying down at SummerSlam. And so after he loses the Intercontinental title, 
we get an after post Delo, we do get some history with the Intercontinental title. Okay. Jared has his record setting sixth mm-hmm. Intercontinental title reign. Then we have our first female Intercontinental champion. Okay. And then two reigns later, we have our first co champion. Okay. In China and uh, Chris Jericho. So a memorable time for their Intercontinental title. In, yeah, I in mean. The back end of 99. And this kind of piggybacks off of our Ken Shamrock half of last episode, where we kind of put Ken Shamrock's, like, the history of his um, title reign um, in sort of the bad place of where it got left off because right. of all this parody. Right. But D'Lo, really, to be completely honest with you, D'Lo is the the tilting point back into mm. the good place. Yes, for me, because everyone everyone wants D'Lo wins it, or technically when Jarrett wins it from the Godfather in the beginning of Q two of ninety nine, um, and then throughout, that's kind of the tipping point. But after D'Lo. I mean, we're getting people who, in your mind, would be like perfect intercontinental champion. Yeah. Everyone who's winning the title just hasn't hit the main event tier yet. Right. And so this is the traditional. And I hate to put the intercontinental title in this phraseology, but I'm going to as the stepping stone mm. towards the world title. Okay. So we're finally getting back to the era of. And for all intents and purposes, Jarrett was looking like he was supposed to be a main eventer. Right. D'Lo was supposed to be a main eventer. China just broke away from Triple H. Mm-hmm. So she's getting more shine. Chris Jericho riding the high of his life in 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he just debuted in August. He wins the Intercontinental title in December. And then you have Kurt Angle winning it. Chris Benoit winning it. And you get into those guys who... Have a lot of steam. Right. Haven't quite broken to the main event picture yet. A lot of work rate dudes. A lot of work rate dudes. And that's that's that other nickname that the Intercontinental title gets is that work rate title. Mm-hmm. So to me, D'Lo Brown, three phases of the game, ding, ding, ding. That to me makes a good place champion. This is like, in a, oh, you haven't seen it, but a Christmas story. Where the teacher overrated Christmas okay. movie. You can oh. at me at not the tool man. I will fight all of y'all on a Christmas story. That's fine. But the teacher is on the board. Sure. And she's like, oh, Ralphie, a plus, 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 plus. That is this right here. Yeah. A plus, plus, a plus, 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 plus. Like plus. you're not going to hear like I can just ring this bell all day. So that's a that's double good place for us. There right? It is. Hit me with that high five. <laughs> That's right. We recognize. You did it. So if you're keeping track, D'Lo Brown absolutely positively. Unanimously. In the good place. And anonymously. In the good place. But of course, it's not up to us. It's It's not over. It's not over. It's up to you guys. Go to our poll on Twitter at Final Place Pod and cast your vote as to whether or not you think D'Lo Brown's Short intercontinental title run belongs in the good place or the bad place. Yeah, and uh, some people like to listen to the podcast and then vote. Some people like to vote and then listen to the podcast and see if their mind is changed. Your mind is probably going to be changed because I got a 97% in persuasive speech. So I'm really good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was also like... 10 years ago. Okay, Faye, brother, brother. <laughs> no, you're old now. No, I'm not. We're old. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was seventh grade speech class. You're right. Oh, so that, that so that's long longer than job, 10. So. <laughs> no. I was giving you like benefit no, of was, the doubt. I was brother, just saying brother. that I'm now like 20 years old. So Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. Young click, lion, you are not. Click the button. Never was. Click the, bu- <laughs> <laughs> click the button. Vote. Let your voice or opinion Let be heard. Let your digital voice be heard. Yeah. Uh, D'Lo Brown, is he a good place, ding, or bad place, <laughs> intercontinental champion? And, and that's that's your vote. But um, since we don't necessarily have a sound bumper that's going to split in between us, we're going to go, uh, we're going to, 
For those of you who may or may not be into really like really trashy two thousands television, Ooh. um, yeah, some people would call yeah one trashy. Tree Hill trashy. Oh, tra- oh, okay, okay. I thought you talked about another show that was recently uploaded to Hulu. Oh no, we're not talking. We're not going to talk <laughs> about that yet. We're not talking oh, about no, Rock and Love. We, we can't give them that. We, we can't, can't give them the main no, event today. yet. But absolutely infinite bad place. Dan Scott. Yo, Dan Scott. Yo, sorry, if, if, if One Tree Hill not, spoilers. If you're not a One Tree Hill guy, you should or be person. Uh, I'm sorry, this isn't for you. Uh, check back in in like 90 seconds. Yeah, but we'll I feel some type of way. Uh, so I'm I didn't start watching One Tree Hill until Marcus, you and your girlfriend were were watching it on the couch. Yeah, and jump in and. I had never seen any of these characters from Adam, and now I feel some type of way to people who are just getting offed in this little city in North Carolina. Yeah, man. It gets real in the streets. And Dan Scott is just... Dan Scott is a number one heel all time. Um, you take like the power and the lust for power of like Eric Bischoff, but you take like the, the planning... Imagine if the lust of power of Eric Bischoff went into the hands of... Of August 1999, actual governor Jesse Ventura. <laughs> that is Dan Scott. This guy's he has like the 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 justice of like Sting though. He's like going through and he got a baseball bat and oh, it's so, it's so good for me. Uh, yeah, I love One Tree Hill. Getting into it, um, season three. So that's that's where I'm at in my life. Yeah, and so now, uh, Tim is on board as well. If you're into One Tree Hill and you want to follow along, like you can tweet at the show. We'll we'll yeah. respond. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. So we are in uh, like episode, episode seventeen, six, sixteen or seventeen of season, of season three. three. So if, if you yeah. spoil anything, you will be removed. You will you'll be, be put in the bad place. You'll be put in the bad place. <laughs> you will absolutely be banned from the Summerfest. So our ninety seconds are up though. Yep. Our ninety so, second tree hill. Market. So who's our next Intercontinental champion, Tim? Oh no. I mean you can't get tired of seeing that footage, can you? I still kinda of believe it happened. Oh. If this is a dream, I don't want to wake up, you know. Oh, I feel like I won the lottery. This makes me so happy. I I don't like to inflict pain on you all of the time, but when I get the chance, I do. Our next and final Intercontinental Champion that we're covering is Santino Marella. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. What? Chin up. No. Why not? <sighs> Look, I tried. I tried to be a nice guy. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I tried my best, man. Yeah? And all you listening, don't say I never do anything for you. Because I took a big L here. I took a big hit. Just let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, how about it? Yeah, get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. I'm getting upset already. So, one of the greatest intercontinental title reigns of don't all time. Say that. And don't, one, don't you say that, Taylor? <laughs> shut your stinking mouth. All right, I will. That's fine. Yeah. So, stooge. <laughs> all right. So this is the European tour uh, after WrestleMania 23. So in the year 2007, uh-huh. uh, we just had the battle of the billionaires uh-huh. um, and we're riding into mm. the beautiful crawling city country of Italia for yeah. the first ever Italian episode of Monday Night Raw. The Monday Night Raw. Yes. Uh, walking in as Intercontinental Champion is the Samoan Bulldozer. Umanga. Umanga. And Vince McMahon, do-rag and all. Or no, he he's didn't have the, the do-rag yet. He's got the blacklist hat. He's a detective. Yes. D- detective McMahon here on the case. Yeah. 
um, <clears throat> kind of like a news newsy slash detective, um, is here and basically makes an open challenge to anyone in the building. Why? Anyone in the building? Why? And so. Nobody in the ba- nobody in the locker room wants any of the oh. Samoan bulldozer. They didn't even like give it a moment to breathe. They yeah. were just like, ah, anybody back there want a shot? And Umaga, ah, I didn't think so. Ah, let's go to the fans. Ah, the fans. You people stink. You're smelly. Ah, you, you don't know anything about fashion. The fashion capital. Ah. Wine and cheese. Ah. It's this good. Segment, this is good-ish. This is so bad. This yep. is so bad and i try i try to be a nice guy i come on here i look at things positively i i I take my own perspective and i throw it out the window and i look at things objectively and did it accomplish its its mission not everything has to be a home run sometimes a nice bunt single into into the five hole is perfectly acceptable in baseball and that's what i think about wrestling sometimes you just need to make contact and sometimes contact is enough this was a swing and a mf and miss on all accounts i yelling at Sorry. I hate this. <laughs> oh boy, do I hate this. Oh, I hate this segment. I hate I like this segment sticks out in my mind. I know where and I was. Just so everyone knows, oh. we haven't even gotten to the point in which Santino Morella has hopped the rail. We're still Well, let's get there. Let's get anybody in the back? No, nobody in the back wants any. Like at this moment, why wouldn't Bobby Lashley come out? Because Bobby Lashley is here. Uh, Bobby no. Lashley isn't here. Uh, Bobby so, Lashley uh, had anybody, visa issues. Oh, he had visa issues. Yeah, he right. Was, I wouldn't notice Bobby Lashley walking the streets into the arena in Italy. Headline. What are you? What are you news. trying to say? I, I got news for you, McMahon. What are you trying to say? There's not many people with Bobby Lashley's build mm. anywhere in the world, let alone in Italy. I would notice Wait. if Big Jacked Bobby Lashley uh-huh. comes into an arena. Oh, I saw Bobby Lashley, but no, uh, he's got visa issues. Uh-huh. Like Bobby Lashley, some sly detective. He's just going to slide past this post 9-11 uh, TSA era we live in and, and nobody's going to notice. No. Anyways. My man, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So here. Vince is like, oh, anybody in the back want to come out? I still don't understand why Bobby Lashley does not come out at this point to go heads up against Umaga. Did he have this plan the whole time? Was he plotting with Santino? Like, yeah, you stand over there and you wait until Vince makes an open challenge to everybody because that's what he's gonna do. Like, did Bobby Lashley have a crystal ball? Does he see it to the future or is Santino for that Rumble poster? Did he like lend him the crystal ball from the future? <laughs> And then give it to Bobby Lashley. Like, here, yeah, you can see the future. Okay. Oh, so Santino so Morella, he jumps the rail. Vince McMahon picks him out. He's wearing these uh, these uh, this ugly brown shirt and this re- these really loud red shoes. He's got like affl- affliction jeans. He keeps the shoes for the duration of his career pretty much. Right. Um, and so we get to the match and... Santino looks like he can kind of thirty seconds in. He knows how to bump. Uh, he know he knows how to throw forearms safely and properly. Right, which we at least get explained later. So the week, so not the week uh, after, but two weeks after, he has a uh, an interview with uh, Todd he, Grisham. I really wish he didn't. Who uh, we the clip that we started in the beginning, uh, but he basically says he's been training to be a wrestler for three years in the United States. He the day the the time the WWE came over to Italy, he just so happened to come back to visit his family, and he bought a ticket. For Mark, first of all, why aren't you doing extra work? Right, he <laughs> said the email or something. Got a hookup, right? You got no extra work. Okay, they don't have a they don't have an Italian connect yet. Maybe the they don't. Maybe they know. It's the first raw. You're right. Yeah, first yeah, raw. They don't have an Italian and in Milano collection. At isn't right. running anything. I know he's uh, Japanese, but he's Italian too. So Santino's in the ring and he's putting he's putting the hurt on Amaga and uh, Vince is like, oh, 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 it's too close, right? Because there's like a false finish like thirty seconds in, and then he says, it's no holds barred. Ding! Stop the match. Part number two. Why doesn't Bobby Lashley come out at this very moment? Why doesn't he know? How doesn't he know that Santino Morella is just going to get that throat gimmick, uh, the thumb right to the throat, bang, he's he's done. One, two, three, and then Bobby Lashley's like, oh man, I missed my cue for my run out. But you know that's not going to happen. So Bobby Lashley just waits for Santino to like get mauled by Umanga in a no holds barred match, and then out comes Big Bobberto Lashley. 
Yeah, he sure does. Uh, and so Bobby Lashley comes out in dress code era. In dress code, <laughs> this is like this, full suit. This is peak WWE dress code era, where there's those rumors of oh, well, they're enforcing a dress code, and you would like see pictures, and it's like oh, Snitsky's at the airport in a suit. Like, why is he? That looks so odd. And like everybody has to wear a suit. This is peak era, except for John Cena. This is peak dress code era WWE, in my opinion. Because here comes Bobby Lashley out in a suit. He, he looks out so of out of character in a suit. <laughs> I can't even. Talk. You know what happens when Jack guys wear suits? You ever see like a uh, Scott Steiner segment where he wears a suit? It always splits like right up the butt, uh, well, right up the butt kiss. I mean, Triple H had to take his invisible jacket off. Yes, you see, it's uh, too many layers, man. When you're Jack to wear and a so suit, so Bobby like Lashley that. comes. Yeah, the TV in lights the on you, know, all hot and sweaty. <laughs> Lashley looks like. <laughs> Lashley looks like he stepped out of the pouring rain. He's already sweaty by the time he makes the run in. You imagine you had to stay in your suit for a run and be like, oh, uh, uh, Vince, can I like, uh, can I change? Like, no, he's got to stay in a suit. Does he have to travel in dress code? That's my other thing. If he's supposed to be like sly, is he just supposed to be like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to wear a WWE dress code because like I won't look conspicuous then. Would you wear like something <laughs> non conspicuous looking? Can we cover hoodie? Can we actually cover this? Like by the by the time we're done with this podcast, we will have talked about everything but Santino's and a pair of sweatpants. Maybe a okay. Kangol hat. Sh- wait, no, wait, some Coke sunglasses. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so Bobby Lashley comes in. He's wearing a suit. He presses Umaga off the top rope from going for the big splash. Uh. He takes his suit jacket off. Hits Umango with a big spear. It's okay. Drags Santino Morella over and pushes a down. There's a chair shot, right? Oh, there, there, there was a chair. There's, there's there unprotected daddy. Bang. Boom. Well, there was a spear, I there thought. There was a spear, I'm pretty sure. But I think Vince tries to come in with a chair. But, but, oh, yeah. Roberto Yeah, because yeah, they look at each other like, what's the spot? What's the cue for like a good 30 seconds <laughs> before anything happens? <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> this is not the crap on Bobby Lashley and bald Vince. Look, you know, anybody's in the wheelhouse, they're getting swung at right now. <laughs> You're part of this. You're part of this. Oh, I'm coming at you. I hate this. I hate this so much. Continue. <laughs> All right, I'm going to continue. So he gets to chair. He puts the kibosh down on New Manga, drags Santino Morella over, pushes down on the pin. One, two, three. Santino Morella, in his debut of WWE, wins the Intercontinental Championship. So, Marcus, objectively, where do you put Santino in as challenger for the Intercontinental title? Uh, let's see. He had a good string. Oh, wait, no, he didn't have a good string of matches. Well, he no, no. Uh, yeah, X. <laughs> he had nothing. He's nobody. He was coming off the streets, and you get an opportunity at the Intercontinental title. No, it's a big you, red X right there, you, buddy. But you, 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 ta- you, you make the best of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. And while we knew nothing of him, he did beat Umaga for the Intercontinental title in his first match in jeans. Well, I'm going to take the opportunity to give this a big red X. Okay. All right, so... That is Santino's first title reign. What about you, huh? You, you're gonna you're gonna greenlight this. You're gonna give this a good place, huh? I'm actually go- I so for right or for wrong, mostly wrong. <laughs> I think that it's really cool the storyline they're telling here. At least the 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 debut of a, a new star, um, supposedly new star. I love debuts that end in title wins it's the it is the tale old tale old or the 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 tale as old as time in wwe that anything can happen in the world wrestling federation entertainment and that's where we are this is proof positive that anything can happen anything can happen why didn't bobby lashley accept the open challenge he's in the building and he's because he's not supposed to be in the in the building why can't you just be like oh you you issued an open challenge i'm gonna accept it because it really puts the craw, six it to Vince, who you just one upped on at WrestleMania. I'd rather one up him by winning the Intercontinental title. And nah, man, because he, he's on to bigger and better things. He's trying to get to the world title. Is he? Okay. 
I mean, he just beats Umanga, and he's the number one wrestler for future 45. Mm. Well, I'm going bad place, Jones. What are you going here? I'm going good place oh. for the beginning of his reign. Oh. And this is during that time. All right, so this is like peak me probably like reading the dirt sheets, as in like clicking on 411 to see what the news is for the day, like 18 times throughout the day. And I had heard rumors that there was going to be some kind of angle with, like, a fan and doing something at Raw. And, like, that had leaked out, like, a few days prior. And I'm like, surely they're not going to do something with this. And sure enough, they pull it. Because I just thought it was going to be, like, a fan angle. Somebody's going to make their debut as a fan. I'm like, but then you include the Intercontinental title. Mm. Well, uh, I guess so. So... Santino's Intercontinental title reign. Uh, he is a f- defending fighting champion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. I mean, he is. Yes. He He's facing Chris Masters. Oh, uh, let's see. It's not the week after he wins the title, because where is he at? So the week after the title, he's not on TV. Oh, okay. But Great that is, hot start. But that's also the Raw in which John Cena and, and Shawn Michaels go 57 minutes. In the post Royal Rum or post WrestleMania match, mm, a good Intercontinental Champion would have been on that Raw. Sure, he okay. wasn't even advertised to be on the Raw because the other match was Randy Orton and uh, Edge were advertised for that match, and, okay. that, and that's the match that got bumped. So no, he does not get a pass for not being on TV in Europe the week after he wins the Intercontinental Title. Try again. Well, how about he was? They were trying to get his contract situated within the year or within the week. There's a lot of pageantry, a lot of nuance. He's got to get a working visa to come over to the states. He's 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 on the states. He's, he, he, he's over he's there. training, but there's a difference between coming over to visit and coming over to work. He there's can a, still work in Europe. He's an intercontinental champion. It works in Europe. Yes, but he has to. The, it's a United States company that he has to come over to. So they it's have, World Wrestling Entertainment. Yes. No, there is no pass here. Tell Anyways, Cesaro about visa issues. He misses the next week's Raw. Yes, so for whatever reason, he misses next week's Raw, and then he's back the next week doing a sit-down interview with Todd Grisham about being Intercontinental Champion, and they announce that he's going to make his Raw debut next week. And we get there, and it's Chris Masters, Mm -hmm. and they have a series of matches Mm -hmm. that lead to Taboo Tuesday, Mm. I believe. I don't know what the pay-per-view is. Uh, Whatever the September pay-per-view is, or no, the May pay-per-view. It wasn't Taboo Tuesday. It's not Judgment Day. Whatever pay-per-view it was in May, he he, pay-per-view, no, One Night Stand. One Night Stand, thank you. One Night Stand, so in June. At One Night Stand, he faces Chris Masters. He wins again. Uh Uh-huh. And so then we go on, and Umanga is still trying to get the title back, so the next pay-per-view, he wins by DQ. Mm, Strong win. And then eventually loses the title to Umanga. At a Raw in July. The beginning of July. And so, mm-hmm. where where do you have Santino Morella, his reign as champion? Undefeated as champion. So when he's champion, he doesn't he, he doesn't lose any matches. Yeah, they, they booked him strong. Gotta booked him, him strong. He looks strong. He's getting the W's when he's on TV. Yep. But this is a classic example. You look to make my daughter better. My daughter does not make you better. You better bring something to the table. And he did not bring anything to the table at this point in time. Except W after W after W. He was just eating it up like Jameis Winston. Just holding up the W and then eating the W. Was about to eat this L too right here. <clears throat> Bad place Jones. Okay. He shall not pass. Okay. So that's fine. I, I think that he's he's a fair Intercontinental Champion, you know. He's putting. He's he's beating the chant the challengers that are getting put in front of him. He can't help the t- the people he's facing. Okay, he can't help it. All he can do is survive in advance. Why doesn't he issue open challenge to anybody? Does he do he that? He does lose a matchup versus MVP. Okay, on a ra- a draft episode. Yes, to lose a draft pick. It was U.S. Champion versus Intercontinental Champion, but that was non title. One for the blue brand, so it doesn't matter. And that that draft pick was Tory Wilson. Mm. Going to Raw oh, or going me. to SmackDown, rather. Frog in my throat there. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Eternal Babe, right? Eternal Babe. Yep. Tori Wilson. Fair enough. What a beautiful person inside and out. And so 
That Hall of Fame speech made me cry, dog. That's serious stuff, man. Yeah. That Hall of Fame speech was good. It was good. At me. This isn't about Tory Wilson, though. This is about Santino Morella's Intercontinental title. If we talk reign. about Tori Wilson that we can like tag her and possibly sh- like her or her media people. <laughs> We're not talking about working out, so I don't think it's going to happen. I'll talk about working out. I, I know you will. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. how does Santino leave the Intercontinental title? So let's see. Uh, he's defending it against the likes of Chris Masters. Yep. He defends against Chris Masters. He also defends against Jumanga. Big, big, uh, big defender against Jumanga. Um, I mean, he's at least losing it back to a guy who's like in that semi-main event spot. Yeah, and then he, but, so from there he loses it to Umaga, who then loses it to Jeff Harvey. Right, and then Jeff Harvey goes on a god reign with it, 191 days. Okay, and then he loses it to Chris Jericho for the record eighth. Reign is Intercontinental Champion, which then gets us to Night of Champions in Kofi Kingston. So, like, I think that the ship kind of gets wrote or righted Correct. after Santino. Yes. To be fair, Santino Morella is a big blip in the middle of this, like, section of the Intercontinental title reign. Because mm-hmm. you've got. Rick Flair, Shelton, RVD, Shelton, Johnny Nitro, Jeff Hardy, Johnny Nitro again, Jeff Hardy again, then Umanga, and then Santino. So, like, Santino in the middle of this mm-hmm. is like a, one of these things just doesn't belong. Yeah. that's that's. And he tries his best to belong. Yeah. He, he tries. but So, I think the way he leaves the Intercontinental title, he does as best he can. He succumbs to a greater challenge. And then the Intercontinental title's prestige goes up. To me, he didn't just lose the Intercontinental title. It was taken from him because nothing was happening. You're not treating my daughter right. Somebody's going to come up and pick up, pull up quick and retrieve it. That's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. And they had to send a MAGA back in there on a Raw to be like, yo, let's get this title off and let's, let's uh, course correct here. So... No, he does not get any credit from me for leaving the title in a better place because I don't think it's in a better place than when he got it at the beginning of the reign. So, Triple X Jones here. Okay. Bad place. Well, if he only had one reign, you would be completely across the board bad place. But... Santino has a second reign as Intercontinental Champion that picks up at SummerSlam 2008. Now, fun story about the SummerSlam. This is the cable outage SummerSlam. This is the cable outage SummerSlam. So I used to host wrestle wrestling parties at my house like a big nerd, big, 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 dumb, stupid fan. Oh, hi, Mark. And... I would have people over. We'd order pizza, whatever, and watch show. And then this pay-per-view, the cable goes out. Mm-hmm. Before the show even starts. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hot. I'm half hot. I'm whole hot. And so we are there trying to get everything back up and running. And I believe we miss out on the actual intergender tag team match. Yeah, I remember picking up. We like heard the finish. Not even finish, but like Santino and... You know, Beth celebrating. The glamorous Amazon. That's what I remember. And so uh, he wins the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam after being partnered up with Beth Phoenix. So after losing the Intercontinental title um, the first time to Umaga, Santino Morella gets partnered up with hotter than you know what, hotter than summer, Maria. And they are having an on-screen romance that takes Maria into Playboy. Um, and then from there, they break up because Santino doesn't want her to do Playboy. She wants to do Playboy. Uh, Ashley Macero is involved in this to to kind of talk Maria into going to Playboy. Mm-hmm. She does. And right there, just scoop up Santino from the jaws of being let down by a woman is Beth Phoenix. 
Yes. Very awkward relationship between Santino Morella and Beth Phoenix where you can't tell like who's in charge, who's not in charge. It's but it's absolutely not a relationship of equals because Beth Phoenix is absolutely the better of the two. Yes. And like Santino is literally like I would say Santino's the arm candy, but at this time he has the unibrow. This is this and is the a, mustache. Like this he, is a perfect case of like personality winning over big. Right. Personality and, over substance. And so Santino at this point has really like embraced his comedic side. Yes. And he is full blown comedic Jones here. Um Winning the Intercontinental title in the mixed tag, which is an Adamly original. Yes, Adamly original. Throw it on me. <laughs> Yo, good place, bad place at Adamly originals. That might Can't be wait. another season. <laughs> um, and so we uh, we get Santino Morella's Intercontinental champion again. So coming in as challenger for his second reign, Marcus, where do you have Santino Morella? So this is this is where I will be. Uh, I won't say more objective. I just feel like they had righted the ship. Santino is really settling in to his role, which is really impressive considering he's only been on the quote unquote main roster for a year. He already has a spot. He's already a comic relief character, which is always a secure spot. Like you you really don't have to worry about your job if you're that person like there's always something for you yeah and it's very rare that the comic relief person is getting a title ring right um so coming into this he's got beth phoenix and he is embracing his heelish tendencies he is backstabbing he is weaseling his way in and out of situations conniving uh, and I feel like that is a much better fit for Santino than uh, Italian street fighter off the streets or whatever. So a street fighter <laughs> off the street. So coming this in, just in. So coming in, coming into this, I will give him a green check. Oh mark. man, look yeah. at you! I, I will. will. I'll also give him a green check mark because because I was here for Santino in this run. Like I, this is the trombone Santino, Santino yeah, Trombino. This is, this is getting there. Um, we're getting there, and so. He has his title reign, and it actually goes on quite a while. It's an 85-day reign, and during this title reign, Santino Morella uh, develops the Honkometer. He proclaims he is going to be the longest-reigning Intercontinental Champion of all the times, and in doing so, uh, he creates the Honkometer, which uh, puts up the, the reign of... Santina uh, of of Honky Tonk Man's 64 week reign as Intercontinental Champion and every week regardless of whether Santino is competing for the title or not or defending the title or not he is progressing the storyline at one point um he he says that he is past the reign of the of the Mountie um he defends the title against the honky tonk man himself at a cyber Sunday during this title reign. Um, But shortly thereafter, um, when raw goes to England, Santino Morella changes his mind and he shuts down the honkometer and he brings in uh, something a little different. The honka perfect Mountie meter. And um, here's how Santino explains it. The combined title reigns of the Honky Tonk Man, Mr. Perfect, and the Mountie was approximately 123 weeks. I, Santino Marella, weighing tonight at 13 weeks. And and he goes on to say that if it'll only take him two years and four months to finally break that historic record. It just so happens that Santino's reign ends at the debut of the Honka Perfect Mountie Meter against William Regal in about 45 seconds. In England. In England. Right. Like, this is superpower William Regal. Right. Like, you couldn't put it perfect storm William Regal. Yes. So And he has Layla. As Layla, his, his wench, <laughs> I think is... Or what was he called? I don't remember. But I forget what it's smokes. called. It's not wench. His last, I think that's right. Something oh along my. those terms. 
good European European babe word is whatever it is. Um, so take her of my heart. Encapsulating both, how did you feel Santino was as champion, and then also moving on from that? Um, actually, we'll just we'll just say as champion. So his title reign from winning it at SummerSlam to losing it to William Regal. How is that title reign for you? That title reign. He's at least doing entertaining stuff with the title. I'll give him that. Yeah. Well, I didn't care still for a lot of it. It was entertaining. The the honky meter, facing the honky tonk man, all that good stuff. At this time, if it's like Santino has a microphone, you're going to be entertained. Correct. And so, to me, the power of a microphone is just as good, if not better. It probably is better than a match. So, I got to give him a green check mark here. All right. He does a great job in this time. I'm also going to be right there with you and then with the green check mark. And so, after the title, at where he leaves the title, he leaves the title with William Regal. Regal carries it through November into January, um, losing it to CM Punk. Mm-hmm. CM Punk then carries it until right before WrestleMania 25 mm-hmm. uh, to JBL. Two years in a row they do this. And then JBL to Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. And so at, at this point, the lineage of the Intercontinental title... I don't know if it's good place or bad place. Mm. I have to, if I'm going to skew, it's like 51 good place, 49 bad place. Okay. Because I feel like Regal and Punk, like the, the reigns of Regal and Punk and JBL are kind of inconsequential until Rey Mysterio gets the title. Right. And, and then really that really hot feud with Jericho that lasts from right after WrestleMania until the bat or after the bash right in yeah. June. So like mid the beginning of, or in the midst of the yeah. summer, like that, that time period of the intercontinental title, it really, I, it, I don't want to say builds back up the intercontinental title, but it puts a, a deeper level of importance on the intercontinental title because coming up here soon in the rest of 2009, some, Younger and newer talent are going to be getting the Intercontinental title, and they definitely benefit from the quote-unquote rub uh, of the Intercontinental title. Without question. So where would you put the the post-title portion of Santino Morella's second reign? He, he left it with William Regal in England. He went down in honky-tonk man fashion while comparing himself to the honky-tonk man throughout this whole time. I got to give him a green check mark here. All right. And I, I too will also give him a green check mark. So now here's the ultimate Pepsi challenge, Marcus. Okay. It's a tale of two title reigns. It really is. You gave three red X's to Santino's first reign. Mm-hmm. And you gave three green check marks oh to Santino's second. I worked myself into a shoot here. You sure did, Hulkster. So... Marcus, mm. what is the final wrestling place of Intercontinental Champion Santino Morella? I think Santino Morella, the performer. We're talking about the Intercontinental title reigns. Well, then my daughter had no business seeing him. And he did, <coughs> he did much better the second time. But I will never forget what he did the first time. Oh, see. And I cannot and I will not get over it. That's a dirty, rotten shame. I'm going to absolutely put Santino Morales Intercontinental title reigns in the good place. Um, entertaining both of them for me um, on different levels. You were really entertained by those Santino versus Chris Masters matches. I was entertained by the prospect of... Of the story of the unknown person coming into WWE and winning the Intercontinental title and seeing what developed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice of you to think that. Well, again, it's not just about us. It's what you guys think, too. So please go to the poll on Final Place Pod on the Twitter and 
cast your vote as to where you think Santino Morella uh, and his Intercontinental title reigns uh, lay. So with Bad that, place. all right, you say so, but uh, quick one to leave on while we can, so while we fire up the grill and uh, get through yeah. WWE stomping grounds on the award-winning World Wrestling Federation Entertainment Network for nine ninety nine or ninety nine cents or for free, or for however, free, yeah, or whatever. For us from day one, still nine nine nine. Yeah, and we don't even get a coupon code or nothing, a shirt, anything, nothing. Uh, anyways, hat. yeah, we just get those digital downloads for the WrestleMania brochure program catalog mm-hmm. one to leave on one to leave on um this weekend is the 30th anniversary of my all-time favorite movie franchise and one of my all-time favorite movies being released and that is batman nice um the 1989 oh boy uh <laughs> 1989 batman with michael keaton and, and uh jack nicholson and all that good stuff um that movie and and Batman Returns uh, were two movies that like definitely helped me out. Like we all have like the hard times as teenagers and yada yada yada. But like coming back late from basketball games or soccer games and uh, you know sitting up late to try to study and complete my homework at twelve or one o'clock in the morning. Like Batman was what I would put on in the background and like and not do your homework and I not get do it. my homework right. And like even as a child, like uh, you know, sad stuff happens and like you know, one of my last times seeing my biological father. But like one, like my memory from that weekend was I got to watch Batman and like to me, like even though a ton, tons of like bad place things happened that weekend, the good place thing is like I got to see Batman for the first time and like ever since then, I think that was like summer of 1992, like my life was completely changed and like I need to see Batman. I need to see Batman returns. Like I just couldn't get enough Batman to this day. Like Batman is still like a Mount Rushmore essential for me uh, in my life. So yeah. Happy 30th birthday to Batman. I would say if, if we were doing a Mount Rushmore of Marcus things, it would be Batman, Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. Twizzlers, and wrestling and wrestling about sums it up yeah you're a simple man with simple needs oh, yeah. I'll, I'll leave my other i'll leave my two favorite superstars uh off mount rushmore <laughs> well, we're talking about like your whole life, whole life like, yeah so like your life is encapsulated by wrestling batman coke and twizzlers uh, yeah sums it up yeah it's it's just all so, big it's all big joke tim uh we had an exciting weekend uh do you have anything to leave us on i do i'll i'll, I'll talk about that we uh made the trip to Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Sure did. Uh, to go see the third uh, Podfather live event at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Uh, we've, we've seen Bruce Pritchard live. We've seen Eric Bischoff live. And now we've seen Tony Schiavone live. Yes. And um, it was really awesome to see my voice of like the, the, the narrator of my wrestling childhood. Right in front of me yeah and like if you haven't been to any of conrad's live shows and you like watch his stuff the pritchard shows were okay live bischoff's was a little bit better but to me tony Schiavone is a showman yes he worked the floor he like worked the stage he is an all-around entertainer and really great Dude, and I may be biased, and that's fine. Um, but it was it was really cool to be to be able to see Tony in in that sort of setting, and and really get some enjoyment out of what could be a very boring medium, uh, but very good and cool to see. Yeah, so happy we got we got to go down, and thank you for talking me into that. You're um, welcome. Yeah, uh, I too got a ninety-seven percent in my persuasive <laughs> communication classes. Very good. So, uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, again, like voice for childhood, um, all that good stuff, and all three shows have a different feel to them. But like Tony's, I feel like is the most personal. Um, no matter where you are in the building, Tony reaches out to you and talks to you. You feel like you're talking to Tony Schiavone one-on-one. Like just an awesome experience. Um, so if you have the chance to go see uh, Brother Brother Tony Schiavone. Uh, definitely do yourself the favor and go check it out because it is worth the price of, of admission alone. And 
they they say like, oh, there's stories we can't tell on the podcast, and like they tell them anyways later down the road. We heard some stories that I'm pretty sure we will never ever hear on any podcast because boy, those are some stories. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. So, uh, live one here. We'll, we'll carry through until uh, the next episode. Be sure to follow us on social media at Not the Toolman across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, we're not on Snapchat, we're, and we're not on Instagram either. So just Twitter. Just Twitter email. at Final Place Pod. Um, be sure to email the podcast at Final Wrestling Place at gmail.com. And for any like uh, ideas or suggestions or feedback, please feel free to reach out. Um, our next series of shows. Yes. This is big news here. Season three starts next week. It's summertime. It's officially the first weekend of summer. It is. And while we're not going to talk about summer slams, we are going to talk about our other favorite summertime events. Wrestling bashes. Let's get to it. Eight in a row. Starting next week, only here on your final Wrestling Place podcast. For Marcus, I'm Tim. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to us. And hope you enjoyed Stomping Grounds. Bat damn bitch.